Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Fightful Impact Post Show for February 23rd. It is your guy, Rob Wilkins, again, because Joel Pearl is unfortunately out sick tonight. Um, and Cresta Star, how are you, Cresta? Uh, we're um, we're all doing a lot better than Joel. Also, yeah. guys, don't mind. I didn't realize that underneath my hat was green. So, just don't worry about it. the universe is here. Joel, feel better soon. But we've got Rob Wilkins, number one stutter, best stunt double. Glad to work with you again, Rob. How are you doing? I'm great. I uh, I got the I got the call or the the DM around. Uh, I think four o'clock, five o'clock Eastern and mm-hmm. asked uh, if I could fill in. And I'm like, absolutely. Sure. I mean, I wasn't expecting to get to work with you so soon. And I'm like, I jumped at the chance. So here I am. So at this point, we're going to be challenging for the Fightful Trios title. Joel, <laughs> Rob and Cresta. We got to come up with the name because me and Joel are team Joel star. So we got to come up with the name for um, Rob, Joel and Cresta. That's how I'm, I'm up for it. So whatever we can come up with, that's good with me. Well, um, I'll just start off here. Uh, we will be doing uh, impact uh, predictions for uh, the big show tomorrow that you'll actually be doing. Uh, you'll be doing the post show for no surrender mm-hmm. with Joel. If he's feeling better, hopefully he is. And Steven Jensen, who does mm-hmm. the Fe- fightful weekender podcast on fightful select. So those guys will be doing the podcast with you uh, if everything goes well with with Joel. So I'm hoping that's good. Um, are you, what do you think, first off, what do you think of tonight's show? For Overall, tonight's show, let me actually bring my microphone close. I realized how far away from my mouth it was. <laughs> tonight's show overall was good. If you guys have been watching this show, like I was telling Rob, Y'all know I cannot take blood. That last match put me through it. If you follow me on Twitter, I was complaining, but in the best way, like I enjoyed it, but it was hard to watch me. But overall, I think it set up no surrender real good for tomorrow. Although everything was good on, on today's show. What did you think about it as well, Rob? I, I absolutely loved it. It was a very good go home show. Uh, mm. And I remember last week, uh, one of the things that I'll say right now about the main event, like yeah, how you were talking that, um, you did not like it, or like you didn't like the the how you don't like the, the gore, blood the blood. Yeah, I'm the gore. soft. I remember. Wft. Yeah, I remember. I was talking last week. I, I'm like, I don't really know why they're going that route. Blah blah blah. I said, 
now I'm like, okay, I was wrong. I like it. I'm mm -hmm. in. So good on them to prove me wrong. I, I like it. I love being proved wrong when it comes Same. to wrestling because it proves that I don't know everything, which I, which <gasps> I sometimes think I do. A wrestling fan admitting they don't know everything? Sacrilege. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> it's, it, I love, that's the thing. I love learning new things. I love learning the business side and I love learning yeah. just the different aspects that go into the business. And it doesn't matter if it's what organization is, it can be an independent thing. Agreed. I just love, I love learning. So, but what a show. And it started off with four of my favorite wrestlers that I love to watch anytime. You had Jonathan Gresham, Mike Bailey taking on the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Uh, that would have been worth the mission by itself. Like yes. if you would have just told me, hey, we can only give you one match. It's going to cost you $20, but these are the four guys you're going to see in a tag team match. I would have been, let me give you my money. I'm not I'm, upset. <laughs> I'm going to give you money and I'm going to give you some extra just for giving me this bonus. Um, I, I enjoyed it. You got to see two guys that never team up uh, before and taking on one of the best tag teams in Impact and just in wrestling in my opinion history uh hell of a tag team in chris saban and alex shelley i just absolutely love watching those guys the match was i loved it watching mike watching uh, uh mike bailey just do his normal thing like normal just absolutely just brilliant and jonathan gresham i figured that we would see the normal like tropes you'd see one of, one of the guys accidentally hit each other which mm -hmm. always happens and uh that's pretty much what happened. What do you think of this match overall? I think at some point, myself as a viewer, and maybe Jonathan Gresham and Speedball Mike Bailey forgot that they were not an actual tag team. <laughs> they were so fluid together. And I'm honestly, I would love to see them as a tag team, but these two are so incredible on their own. The match itself was good. Um, the miscommunication, yeah, at the end, I think, was just a nice way to cap it out because I, I never I brought into them winning in the middle of the match and I was like wow they might actually win this but then it's like why would you have the champions lose to a Franken team so to speak to me yeah. it's set up tomorrow in case um time machine loses which i think is gonna happen you now have the excuse that gresham and bailey both worked over um shelly's arm they worked the hell out of his arm at one point he goes for a pin and can't get it all the way or he goes for some sort of submission and his arm is like oh sorry and his arm is like out of whack so i i like what it's set up it just sucks it has to come with the oopsie poopsie i hit by accident but even then Gresham and Speedball were able to recover, kind of, because, I mean, the end of the match came after that, you know? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, this match was, it had a lot of great things. I loved watching Gresham hit Saban with that uh, stalling vertical suplex. Uh, had... I am so sorry. I don't know where that sound is coming from, but it is now in hell. There we go. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I've, I've had that. Uh, it happens all the time on coexisting. <laughs> um, yeah, you had the stalling vertical suplex that Gresham hit Saban with. Uh, I know Bailey, uh, he had Shelly in a modified figure four, and then he hit uh, Saban with the twisting suplex. Mm -hmm. And you had Saban uh, go for a forearm, go to hit a forearm out with Bailey, but uh, Saban hit a cutter to neutralize Gresham. And Shelly and Saban hit the dirt bomb on Gresham to get the pinfall and the win to finish mm -hmm. it off. It, it was a fun match, good match. And like you said, they worked on the arm. So if 
the Motor City Machine Guns lose tomorrow, it'll make it'll it's, they have a way out to make it look yeah. good for for both teams. Yeah, because I think that the more you watch Motor City Machine Guns, the more you realize that they are a superb tag team. They're like out of all the tag teams, I watch a lot of wrestling, but. Mm-hmm. I want to say that every time people talk about some of the best tag teams, it kind of annoys me that Motor City Machine Guns are sometimes not in that conversation because the way that they work together is almost like a second brain. And I will say, again, Speedball and Gresham felt like a fluid tag team. But again, I feel like that experience with the Motor Motor City Machine Guns came into play, especially at the end. I hope that tomorrow um, Bullet Club does win. So Aces and Bays could take the titles eventually off of uh, Motor City Machine Guns. And that would be such a great rub, if you will. You know, Motor City Machine Guns are like one of the, if you're going to beat a tag team, they're one of the guys to be. I put them up there with like FTR and um, I, I'm going to say Ozzy Open too. I don't care if y'all flame me in the comments, but I like I like Ozzy Open as well. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy Open, uh, they're a great tag team and they're going to actually wrestle the young books tomorrow night on rampage so that's gonna be pretty cool yeah that's gonna be real good so uh that was that was really good the um so we had that i mean that was that was really good and now that you said ozzy open it's like damn there's a lot of wrestling tomorrow now that yeah there's a lot of wrestling for the past two weekends there's been a lot of wrestling yeah uh so the next thing that we saw was a rich swan and josh alexander uh like vignette, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, the, and I liked this vignette because they they talked about a couple of things and they went back and they talked. Uh, they mentioned Kenny Omega. Uh, yes. Rich Swan even admitted that he got his ass kicked by Omega at Impact Rebell- Rebellion. Absolutely love that mm-hmm. that he admits it. Um, they they went back. Alexander even said that he was backstage watching the match and uh, he said that Josh Alexander was broken after that match. I loved how he went in on that. And he noted that Alexander has always had his back. He made the one thing that caught my eye or caught my attention was the way he said that he said, and I I think the way he said it was just kind of like, it wasn't a shot by any means at ego. It just Mm -hmm. the way he said it, like he's like, nobody's had his back. I think, I think what I saw people on Twitter kind of mention it. And I think people were taking it out of context I think he's saying since he was like a singles wrestler, you know, I like, I know what he's said in the interviews that like him and ego, uh, Ethan page things like didn't work out for him. That's why they went their separate ways as a tag team, mm-hmm. but there's still respect there. I think what he meant was that as a singles wrestler, Alexander had his back. Nobody else has had his back since he's been a singles wrestler. It's what I took it as, but yeah. And that's the thing about wrestling. That's, pretty good is you can take it however you want yeah no i agree with that because i think in a lot of josh alexander's promos there's been a continuity of i bet on myself i picked option c and not like you said there's no animosity between him and ethan page but when you are a part of a tag team for so long especially a really decorated tag team sometimes when you split some people are like well this person uh you know, so I understand. I, I I get what you're saying, too. I didn't pick that up. But now that you're saying I'm replaying it in my mind, that does make sense. I think Josh Alexander has very been has been very big on let me bet on myself and people having his back. And, you know, when it comes to Rich Swan, too, I do feel bad for him because they did a similar vignette last week 
where the, he was like, I busted my ass to go against Kenneth Omega, and then I got my ass beat. And then I've never had a shot ever since. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, they, they played that too, that part of it too. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other thing to finish off was Alexander says, bell to bell, nobody can beat him and no surrender. And at no surrender, he will have to break Swan again. I, I like that. I liked how he went in on that and says mm-hmm. he's going to do it again to Swan. And um, I, I really, I like how he dug deep into that. Like he's going to do what it takes to keep his title. And I'm kind of wondering uh, what that entails for Rich Swan. Um, and we do have a super chat from M.A. Solko. He says, um, seven to one odds, Swan has me, have me thinking dumb ideas. So, <laughs> um, I mean, unless there's an interference, and even then, Josh Alexander has proven to be really resilient. I like Rich Swan. I really do. I just don't, I, I don't see it, and, and, and this will reflect in my prediction later. I, I would love for Rich Swan to win, but I think the man to take it off of him is Macklin, unfortunately. And we might, unfortunately, have to see a mauling of Rich Swan to make him tough enough for Macklin. And I'm not saying that Josh Alexander isn't tough by any means, but Macklin is like a Tasmanian devil right now. He is so thirsty for that opportunity. After seeing people he's beaten get opportunity after opportunity or just waltz right in and demand something, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think this will really be a capstone. Like, wow, Alexander, you beat the bricks off of Swan. Oh, wow. But I would understand because Macklin is going to have to be twice as tough as that to try to to, to attempt to take it off of Alexander. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed how that went. And then, um, yeah, it was just, it was really good. And, and we will do the predictions and stuff at the Mm -hmm. end of the show. So don't, don't worry about that. We will cover it. Uh, after that, we had Deanna Perrazzo cut a promo ahead of her match against Giselle, Giselle Shaw at no surrender. Perrazzo promised Shaw that she would show her the best form of revenge. (laughs) And it's not a bowl of chili, but a broken (laughs) arm. (laughs) And I, I, I was not expecting that, but I, I did laugh because I absolutely love Deanna Perrazzo. Same. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this match because I, I love watching both women wrestle. So it's going to be good. I, we, myself and Joel had been discussing for weeks how well Giselle Shaw has improved. I feel like her trajectory is straight up. And I love the fact that she and Deanna Perrazzo are going to have a match because I feel like in that women's division, Diana Perrazzo is a measuring stick. Like she is one of the top five technical wrestlers right now, actively performing man or woman. I don't care. I don't care if I, your mom about it. She's mm-hmm. so good. And I think even if Giselle, even if Giselle Shaw loses, she's going to look, I think she is, but I think she's going to look amazing in defeat because Diana's going to make her work for it. Diana's yeah. really going to make her work for it. And I, <laughs> I cannot wait. Ooh, because Giselle has gotten really good. But now we're going to see how good you got, girl. <laughs> yeah. And she, uh, maybe she got some uh, pointers from uh, Mr. CM Punk this past weekend. She was at uh, New Japan's uh, Battle in the Valley and she sat right in front of uh, CM Punk and Fightful's uh, Lars uh, Fredrickson, who mm-hmm. does our show, the Wrestling Perspective podcast. So, Maybe she got some pointers on what to do, but uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool to see her there. Yeah. But um, yeah, this match is going to be good. And like you said, Giselle has been getting like really good. And we already know Deanna's like badass. So yeah. yeah. 
So this is going to be good stuff. Um, but guys, get in those super chats and humper chats. We will answer questions as we move on to our next uh, our next one. Here we go to a very quick Tommy Dreamer versus uh, Jason Hotch in a uh, the what do they call that? A clock uh, uh, count. What do they call beat that? The clock. Yeah, thank the you. Beat challenge. the like I was like it's not a countdown the clock, but yeah, beat the yeah beat the clock. Uh, this match went a minute and 35 seconds. Uh, Tommy Dreamer over Jason Minute 15 Hodge. seconds. Oh, was it a minute 15? Okay. So we're going to have to correct that in the Fightful uh, <laughs> reverse page. Uh, I didn't I didn't cover it tonight, but still, it doesn't matter. Uh, Avalanche Death Valley Driver for Tommy Dreamer to get the win really quick. Uh, I liked it. And that's the way you had to do it. I agree. The only, I will say that this match to me was a, it was a nothing match. I thought Dreamer would have won faster, but Hotch and Skyler Stooges. I had to explain to people in my house the difference between a jabroni and a stooge, and this was an exact match because they later on they ended up interfering in the other guy's match like a stooge. So you just, <laughs> I like the good hands as a team. They are literally the perfect stooges right now, and I'm here for it. It sucks because I feel like they. I don't know. That's what. What are we fighting for? To talk first? Yeah. <laughs> to talk first because Bully Ray's gonna quote to quote Macho Man Randy Savage. Bully Ray's gonna grandstand a hot dog. So this time we're gonna <laughs> how we're gonna settle it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a match. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> then we had a pretty good like a vignette promo video of Joe Hendry had a autograph signing um, some sort. I think. They, he might have been in Texas, San Antonio area for that uh, WrestleCon for Royal Rumble weekend. I, I don't know where he was, but uh, that's where I assumed he was. But I enjoyed that. <laughs> my my favorite part of the whole thing was the kid. Um, he said he wakes up before, like wakes up in the morning, and the day he has a test, he just knows he he believes in Joe Henry. And I just popped. I just popped it. Um, I always I always laugh at those because they're hilarious. But just that kid. Um, just it got me. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe just because he looked like a. Um, I'll be honest. I he looked like a little Rob Wilkins there a little bit. <laughs> uh, so a little mini me from back in the day. So maybe that's why why it did something for me. But mm. I I laughed because it was it was it just popped me. Basically, it was good. Um, because I too believe in Joe Hendry. So, oh, uh, we are. This is a Joe Hendry stan account. Yeah. I we love Joe Hendry over here. I think I was actually watching um old footage of him doing wrestling stuff and him making fun of people. He knows how to bring the heat, especially with the music video. So this is uh, I can't wait to see what he pulls out during No Surrender on Moose. I can't wait for the Dancing Moose remix. I cannot oh. wait. <laughs> yeah. He's just awesome. And I love that whole thing. Just the autograph, like just yeah. different things. The whole thing. It was just, it was It was good. very sports entertainment. And I was sports entertained. <laughs> yes. uh, so then we go to Allison Kay, who was with Marty Bell. And she defeated uh, Taya Valkyrie. Um, this didn't surprise me. Allison Kay has been on fire. Um, so the match began with Taya uh, getting some... By well, she attacked uh, Kay in the corner, but Kay responded with a couple with a series of body shots. 
We then saw Kay slam uh, Ty in the corner and then went for a corner splash. Uh, Ty was ava- available to evade it and hit a corner lariat. Uh, then she countered with a Meteora on Kay, went for a near fall. Match went back and forth for a few minutes, but as Taya went for a uh, powerbomb on Kay, uh, Kay, uh, Kay was able to uh, reverse it for the strong zero. I think I wrote that wrong, but anyways, um, Marty Bell was able to distract Taya, and I, that allowed Kay to hit the roundhouse kick for the AK-47 to get the pin and the win. Uh, this match, like I said, went as expected, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I was, I'm always happy to see Taya on my TV. Allison K is, I love watching Allison K too, but what do you think of this match overall? I thought it was less back and forth than you had said. I thought it was really more Taya Valkyrie really was giving Allison K the business for, I feel like the 90% of this match up until the end when she reversed the storm zero. I was it the storm zero. It looked like almost like, um, Oh my God. I can't think of it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, but when she reversed that and then um, check your notes, Cresta, you are a smart girl. That's why you wrote it down. When Marty Bell jumped up on the, the edge to distract the ref, I that that head kick, I was like, oh, that's going to be the haymaker. And that was able that was what was able for her to turn it around. But I really thought Taya was I, I thought it would be more even than that. I really thought Taya took 90 percent of that match yeah. she looked real strong. And the chest chops though to me. That was Walter levels of loud. Yeah. <laughs> Taya was really saying, no mercy. La wera loca, no mercy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she did go for the, I think maybe, like, I think you're probably, you're right. Because I, now that I think about it, it was a pretty quick match. I think maybe just the, the, uh, the fact that she, Marty, Marty Bell, kind of distracted her and mm-hmm. i think with the road to valhalla was not she wasn't able to hit that and that allowed like i said allison k to hit the ak-47 i think maybe that might have played it because i know she was i because you're right Ted, she did have the match in hand for most of the part and i think those chops jesus Yeah, because I was watching it with my friends in Discord, and they typically don't watch um, Impact. Because when I watch Impact, because I'm doing it, I'm going to talk to you guys. I like to take notes and pay attention. But this time I was watching with them, and all you can hear throughout my house was, (laughs) <laughs> like somebody was just getting a spanking for not doing the dishes or taking the chicken out the freezer or something it was it was bad to me and even then when she wasn't chopping her she had her flipped it almost put her like 80 submissions like tired Valkyrie not a single star right now what you doing <laughs> yeah it was it was it was it was good it was it, you're right it was a quick match too and and uh Taya had control and they protected Taya by having the distraction so that was that was what we call good stuff pal uh so then we had the josh alexander rich swan contract signing just a little bit back back and forth until uh steve macklin interrupted and talked a little trash and uh next thing you know we see swan and macklin brawl a little bit and that was pretty much it. I mean, a little pushing and shoving, and then they start exchanging strikes, and then Alexander tries to stop it, and now we see Rich Swan and Josh Alexander. Well, Rich Swan pushes Alexander away, and 
I think, uh, and we'll talk about that in our predictions, but I think you might be onto something about earlier, like with Steve Macklin. I think we might have a way to get him in this title picture now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, will we, say, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, that, but I, I think you're right. I think this might be a way we see this going now. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting that when Rich Swan was apologizing to Josh Alexander for hitting him last week, Josh Alexander pretty much said, you don't got that dog in you. So I know you, I, I'm not anybody worried at you about that. So I can see why Rich Swan always feels like no matter who he goes against, I feel like that's a running thing where it's like, Swan, come on now. You're not that guy, pal. So stop me. Come on, Rich Swan. And he always has to like prove himself. So I can understand him getting fired up, but. Even then, I understand where Macklin is coming from. How does Rich Swan get a title shot and I beat Rich Swan? I would, I would be on, I, I am on Josh Alexander's ass if I am Macklin. I beat everybody. Like almost 90% of the challenges you've had for the last, like, what, five matches? I think with the exception of Bully Ray, Macklin has beaten. I would be mad. Yeah. <laughs> I would be mad. And Macklin should have beating him so come on now i mean but bully wasn't gonna try to wrestle mackley you know what i mean no i know but i'm just saying like that's just me like yeah. we, we had that conversation last week about how i feel about bully um but yeah so we had that contract signing and i mean that went by quickly so i was okay with that yeah it, it could have been glad worse. it wasn't a segment segment yeah yeah exactly so then we have uh diener and Sammy Callahan, and they had um, taking on Frankie Kazarian and uh, Yuyu Yamara. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match, um, Diener, pretty much the bell rang. Diener Im- immediately tagged in Callahan into the match. Callahan and Frankie Kazarian get into each other's face before uh, uh, Callahan hits a running back elbow on Kazarian. They just go back and forth for a little bit. Uh, Basically, Kazarian uh, is just laying in some chops. And Callahan is basically getting yelled at for the most part. Every time he does anything, he gets yelled at. It's getting getting to the point where I think we already know what's going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) I think they made this a little too obvious, in my my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, what do you think of this match? And and we'll continue on, and I'll, I'll talk we'll talk about who won and stuff, but I'm, I'm curious because this match, um, it, it didn't really do anything to me, but I think that's because I, I think I've just, I think they made this too obvious with Sammy Callahan and, and, and Diener with wh- what way they're going. I feel like there are parallels and maybe I'm reading too deep into it and I'm looking for my tinfoil hat and I'm thinking maybe I should put it on, but hold, I don't know if this theory is that out there. Now I have watched enough impact wrestling to be firmly on Sammy Callahan as a scumbag, but I'm low key rooting for him now. And I think that if we're going to really get deep lore, seeing how a violent by design and the design is taking L's like that, maybe the design is flawed. Maybe the design needs to be usurped. And at first I was like, Sammy Callahan joining the design seems great in theory. You guys are ultraviolet. He's ultraviolet. I think it'd be a great 
situation. But I think Diener is more concerned about control of Sammy Callahan because he know he knows Sammy Callahan will dethrone him. So he doesn't want him to try. So I understand where he's coming from. But like you said, it's making it very obvious that Sammy's going to go ape. He's going to go gorilla and it's going to end up being on Diener because the end of that match to me made no sense. Why would you tell him to tag you in when he had Kazarian dead to rights, dead to rights, just for you to jump down and be like, it's about loyalty. Why would I be loyal to you if you're going to ditch me? When he took, when Sammy Callahan turns on you, it's going to be the worst thing you've ever experienced in your life, Dina. Because I think it'll end up with you being ousted. Because it gives me that that feeling, that thought of if violent by if Dina was the design appointed by violent by designs, um, Eric Young, and this is how y'all are still doing. The design is then flawed. And if that's big brain wrestling, I'll be that. You know, I feel like I should have put on my helmet. I should put on my helmet. <laughs> And I, I like how you said that because that's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm thinking that um, I'm thinking that Sammy's going to take over mm-hmm. and Diener's out. And I think Diener, Diener is actually, I don't know how they're going to do this, but eventually Diener is going to get a face run. Yeah. Um, um, just based, I, I just have a feeling. Um, but yeah, this match was. Just how you said, like at the end, it was very like, oh man, like what are you doing there? It, like how you yeah. said, like it didn't make any sense. But anyways, um, Kazarian got Callahan in the chicken wing for the submission win, so Frankie Kazarian and uh, Yuya Yamara uh, get the victory. Um, it was, I, I figured they would win. You know, I figured mm-hmm. Kazarian would win because they're trying to do the, they're trying to create that atmosphere between Callahan and and Diener. So this I mean the them losing made sense just the way they did it was kind yeah. of like head scratching. But it overall, could have gone either way for me, honestly. Like yeah. if they would have won it would have made sense. If they would have lost it still makes sense. But the way like you said the way they went about it just didn't do it for me. Uh, after that, we had the Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James, Jordan Grace, and uh, Masha Slamovich cut promos ahead of James's match against Slamovich at No Surrender. Uh, Slamovich told James that she will choke James out, with James promising that Slamovich would not be the one to take the title off of her. Uh, Grace said that James tapped out in, at Hard to Kill. Um, so, <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, this is going to be an easy one. I don't, there's no way in hell. And I, I, I said this last month. I, I just don't see how the hell Mickey James is going to re- retain this title. But um, I know that's an early prediction call. But I, I said it last month. I didn't see her winning. But I definitely don't see how they have her winning now. But we'll see. You know, you never know now. But I kind uh, of feel like this, that promo they keep bringing up Mickey tapping out, and I feel like Jordan Grace is going to want that run back. At first, before tonight, I was sure of myself that it was going to be Masha, and now I feel like it's going to be a screwy finish. I don't know. Something about oh. it, something in my heart is saying screwy finish, where it's a three-way, where it ends up being Jordan versus Masha versus Mickey, because I feel like why would you keep bringing up Mickey tapped out? Why would you keep bringing that up? Unless it's a three-way under different circumstances, but there's a three-way in the future between these three women, and I don't know how that goes. Yeah, no, it, yeah, that was that was um, that was something. 
mm-hmm. the um man you made a great point there um hmm she did keep on she does keep on bringing up that tap out hmm wow anyways uh moving on Call- callahan argued with diener angels and con uh, callahan wanted to know what the hell was going on with step five mm-hmm. uh, diener responded by saying it was a test of loyalty Diener told Callahan that he already made it further than he ever thought uh, before telling him that the design chooses who joins. Um, this was kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, whatever. But uh, that was. Dean is writing this down as he goes. He's like, okay, seven, okay, six, seven. Uh, who who's on tonight? Okay, you have to convince Scott Demore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like me, like you know, like when I was a kid being caught in a lie. You know, it's just <laughs> I'm going as I, I'm going like as I can. It's like whatever you believe, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a dumbass answer when you're like your mother would say, like if he jumped off the bridge with you, and you're like thinking, well, how big's the bridge? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. No, but I already came to the bridge, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it! As you get older, you're like, you all of a sudden go back to that. That you realize, like, oh, that was a stupid answer. But you know, <laughs> um, we have a super chat from Dobby the Brain Heenan. Absolutely, absolutely love that name. Uh, that video package makes me think somehow this leads to a three way at Rebellion, and Masha yep. wins there. That's a good point. That's what I was just saying. Like it's somehow like again, I I will give impact continuity because they they will remember from 15 years ago when you got stabbed up in the shack outside of LA. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're not gonna keep bringing up that she tapped out. I think that again, this somehow leads to a three-way. This might be a screwy finish, it might be a straight up finish, but somehow this leads to a three-way. And I think I absolutely think Masha can beat Mickey, but I, I somehow I feel it. There's a three-way on the horizon. I don't know how we get there, but I trust Impact to tell a good story. Yeah, that, and that's a good one too. That's a good point. I mm-hmm. a three-way match at No Surrender would be entertaining. Um, so we move on to the next Beat the Clock Challenge match with Bully Ray taking on uh, Bupender. Uh, Gujar is I think that's how they pronounce it. Lupinder Gujar, yeah. Gujar, okay. I I knew I'd get it wrong either way. Nah, you could. I've watched that. Then I was me the first couple of times. I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna watch this show and be like, oh my god, Cressy, I hate you. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's just like it doesn't matter. I get some of these names wrong, it, and I can watch it for years. It just <laughs> happens to the best of us. Yep, it does. That that is true. Anyways, Jason Hotch distracted the referee. And it allowed Bully to hit. Uh, he basically he jabbed, uh, jabbed him with a chain lock, and he won in what thirty seconds, if that. Um, and then he just had that normal face where he just looked like an absolute prick. Anyway, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And you're like, well, at least he gets to talk first so we don't have to listen to him talk again. You know, that's the way I look at it. Um, Man. Mama, that was garbage. I hated that whole match. I hated that whole situation. I felt like if Santino Morella, I know you don't like when old boy uh, Mr. Dirty Dango comes and gives you suggestions, but maybe a suggestion to keep these two stooges away from the ring might be it. Because like that was, Gusher is a very good wrestler. That was garbage. I understand why you did it, but... Again, to quote Randy Savage, that means we have to listen to this man, Grandstand and Hot Dog first. Ooh. <laughs> That's a hell of a call there. I like that. <laughs> That's how I, there's a few people in wrestling now. They're like, oh, when they get the mic, ah, filibuster, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Bully is one of them. Bully will Grandstand and Hot Dog. Might even try to sell you an ice cream cone and an apple pie if you let them. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, for sure. Um, after this match, uh, they came back from commercial, and we see Tommy Dreamer uh, talk to uh, Bupender and backstage. And Dreamer just told him that uh, that he was the future of the business, and that it was okay that he like, hey, losses happen. Um, he he's lost plenty of matches, and it's okay. And they move. You just keep going and move on. And um, that was that. So that's bully cheated. You can't, yeah, if someone cheats, you can't feel bad because they're cheaters, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, I think we all had a feeling bully was gonna, yeah, this bully was gonna, get that one. gonna cheat, he's gonna, yeah, cheat. <laughs> he, he is, and that's just his character. So, we move on to the X Division Championship match, Monsters Ball, Trey Miguel taking on Crazy Steve with Black Tarus. <laughs> this match. Like I said last week, I was I was curious why they were going this route, and holy crap, I realized now why they went this route. This match was, I love this match. I know, like I know why you didn't, um, because, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. It was for what it was. It was pretty entertaining. Um, I mean, it started like on fire. It really oh. did. They they went right away at each other, and we see, um. Basically, Steve hit a series of uppercuts on Trey Miguel. Uh, he hits him with a nice clothesline. Miguel goes to the outside. It just and they go. The one thing I didn't like is they went to a commercial almost right away, which is kind of it's like, uh-huh. ah. and those the and just off a quick tangent, 
impact commercials seem like they go on forever. So it's um, because I guess it's the same ones, kind of like raw. You just see the same damn one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but at least you don't see the K jewelry one. So that's good. Um, but anyways, this match got just filthy pretty quickly. Um, I mean, what can you really say other than they just beat the hell out of each other? I mean, you had chairs, you had thumbtacks, you had uh, staplers. You had Crazy Steve kissing a stapler. Um, Man, like, I'm a guy that grew up on IWA 1995 watching Cactus Jack for... Oh, this cost what you say, Cactus Jack already you know what's, what's yeah, given for. So it's like this match, like by no means is this up there with that, but I'm like, I'm what I'm saying is it's like I'm I'm used to seeing the crazy stuff. Like, and mm-hmm. this was one of those things where I'm like, all right, kissing the, the stapler was kind of like out there. I'm like, okay, I can respect that to an extent of where where he was going. I get why he gets the name Crazy Steve's what I'm basically saying. Yeah. Um this match, I if you like those kind of matches, which I do, I'm really glad that they what I'm saying in the long run is I'm really glad they surprised me in this. I'm mm-hmm. glad they went this route because I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Um and Miguel actually surprised me in this because he went he went just he right went all it. the way. Yeah, he yeah. went all the way, and that was impressive to me. Um, they, <laughs> he, uh, Crazy Steve tried to stab uh, Miguel with a fork, uh, but uh, but Miguel was able to avoid that and reverse it with a neck breaker. Uh, Miguel was able to get like the thumbtacks um, from the under the ring. Just. Oh, just all over the place. Um, Don't mind my face. I'm getting the no, visual I know. again. <laughs> I, I keep going to the corner and I see it, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, and you got to see um, Crazy Steve like pay homage to Abyss mm-hmm. uh, by hitting the black hole slam. I love that, and I loved how they brought that up too. That was good. That was like that was a. I loved that nod. I loved. I loved that because I loved the Abyss. You know, growing up, I loved watching. Or growing up, I was already a an adult but i like watching him uh this match was just entertaining for me i really enjoyed it um i really thought for a second i thought crazy steve might have might have done this i really Same. thought he was going to get this victory um i mean we got we had bar, barbed wire in this match um wooden bo- wooden board and um what got miguel to win this match with a low blow um and then he hit the crossroads on steve uh, with the thumbtack filled board, um, basically that's what got him the win. He, he's a bloody mess, or Steve's a bloody mess. Bloody mess as the show goes off the air, and he's laughing. It's crazy Steve's laughing, and we still have an Impact Champion as Trey Miguel, and the show goes off the air. A great go home show, in my opinion. I know you did not like this match, like for that for the gory and violence part um but overall what do you think about this i can say i can put my personal feelings aside and say if you like bloody matches this wasn't that bad i'm just weak <laughs> so <laughs> i between last night if you watch aew dynamite and tonight i am just weak but last night was worse than this i will say that there is a certain 
I don't want to sound like a serial killer, but I'll be that. Like, there's a certain <laughs> artistry I feel like you have to have to put on those type of matches. So I give it up. Crazy Steve literally lived up to his moniker. And it always, I will always respect that man for being legally blind and wrestling the way that he does. I tell my friends he's real life daredevil. Like, he's really him. I respect Trey Miguel for this being his first Monsters Ball, stepping up, stepping up to the plate, introducing the thumbtacks, knowing good and well his shirt is just a little T-shirt. I don't care if all of that stuff in that ring is gimmick. It was still real to me, damn it. And that was gross. It was gross. And again, if, if you like that kind of stuff, this isn't no GCW. You'll be all right. I'm just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good match. I think both of these men came out looking better than they went in. I'm just a little disappointed in Crazy Steve because it was a time where he clearly could have won, where Trey Miguel was not getting off those thumbtacks, but he wanted to punish him more. And I'm like, okay. But then, like, I've been a champion for Black Taurus to get the belt. So I'm like, so do we do this to set up so Black Taurus could take it off of him? Like, kind of like, what was the point of that? I yeah. enjoyed the Monsters Ball, but it was a good match, but it's kind of like, what was the point of that? Yeah, why the, why the hell do you do that? And then um, why not put it on... No surrender tomorrow because that was a good that match to me was a free pay per view match. And we got another super chat from our friend Dobby the Brain Heenan. I just love that name. Uh, he said Trey and Steve killed it tonight, got a mm-hmm. ton of time. They had creative spots and abyss callbacks. They tore the house down and the crowd ate it up. They did. The crowd was into that match. And oh, I love yeah. that. When he pulled out that big old two by four with the million spikes, and it was like, this is Abyss. I'm like, yo, I knew you were a wild Abyss, but what the hell were you doing in TNA? Because I didn't watch back then, but what the hell were you doing in there? <laughs> oh, man, he was something. He was something. Him and, like, James Gordon. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pff, Jesus. Uh, those two. Man the abyss yeah like this i felt like this kind of this whole match from at least crazy steve's perspective was a love letter to abyss almost because like every time it's like oh this is an abyss spot this is an abyss spot I'm like abyss is at home like yes yes <laughs> that's what i'm talking about yeah that's that's probably you're you're you probably hit it right on the head there like he's like yep i like this this is good and i just realized i said james gordon i'm like that's not I'm thinking Batman's like detective. I'm like, what the hell wrong with me? James Mitchell is what I meant. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I realized yeah, bad right word up. association. Because when you said yeah. James Mitchell, all I could think of is, sorry about your damn. I'm like, no, that's James yeah. Storm, Tiff. Yeah. Like, I mean, Crest, like, get it together. <laughs> I'm, what? Like, I'm, like, I'm like, James Gordon, what the hell? I'm like, that's, that's wrong. And Because like, the first thing that came in my head was, uh, uh, Jesus, the guy that plays, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but the one that's in like The Dark Knight and... Um, mm. But yeah, I'm like, that's not right at all. I knew it, but that's what's great is I caught it like almost right away. I'm like, that's not right. I got to fix that before somebody loses their damn mind. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, that's something. Uh, but yeah, so that was Impact. I still, I won't, I'm bopping myself over that. But um, anyways, Impact, uh, that was Impact for tonight. Tomorrow night, we have No Surrender on Impact Plus. Uh, they're going to be live from Samstown in Las Vegas. Starts Vegas. at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do our quick predictions here. Uh, the countdown to No Surrender is Busted Open live with Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray Summit. Like the Bully Ray Summit is what they're calling it. Um, 
Woohoo. <laughs> I don't like, like, what's the, how do you predict that? Because yeah. my prediction, I'm yeah. going back to what I just said 10 minutes ago. My prediction is grandstand and hot dogging, and then there's a brawl. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. That's my yeah. prediction. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is I like, I like Dave LaGreca, but there's, there's, uh, just to pop me, I think it'd be kind of funny if we see like Devon return and they get the tables and hit the 3D just for that. Uh, um, you know what? Just for that, Rob, here comes the helmet. Because okay. you said something I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and if not Devon come back, what if we get Dave LaGreca to do a DDT on the Bully Ray for the first time he was on Impact because he was rude as hell telling him to shut the hell up and sit in the corner? What if this whole time this is all a ploy for Dave LaGreca's in-ring debut? Okay, I'm taking it off. Our reception's okay. too strong today. Our reception's too strong today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um Interesting that this is on the countdown to No Surrender. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham. Um, this surprised me that this is not on the pay-per-view itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I saw someone in chat earlier say that they were surprised, but someone also responded to them, and I agree with this, that this is a great way that if you like Jonathan Gresham and you like Speedball and you're seeing this pre-show, what the hell else you got on your card? I definitely want to subscribe. I def- That's true. That's this is free. What else you got going on? And I, I don't. I feel like if you don't know who Speedball is and you're a wrestling fan, especially after the year he had last year, and if you are like a fan and you've been watching for a minute, you definitely know who Jonathan Gresham is. That's free. Oh, what you got on your card? What do you got on your? That's a great way to make people subscribe. That like. Not to compare companies, but if you told me that Stone Cold was on the pre-show of a WWE, WWF thing, I'm like, first of all, why is this on the pre-show? And yeah. what else do you got going on there that this is the thing that made the pre-show? Yeah. I, I think mean, it's smart. I think it's smart. I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good way to to get people to buy. So I, I, get, I definitely understand that. And it's just... Yeah. Um, it just like it surprised me and it's a smart way to do it. So I, I, I will agree there. Um, it's just, it just, it's surprising. It yeah. really is. But the card itself, I, I would think the only thing that would have been on the pre-show looking at the card would be Khan versus Frankie K Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. But even then I feel like that furthers a storyline within the greater ethos of impact. So I understand why that's on the card because that could be an angle as well. But again, like out of everything, like everything on this thing is really good. So the mm-hmm. pre-show is going to be good. Because I think even Deanna Perrazzo versus Giselle Shaw is also on the pre-show, no? Yeah. Yep, it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's a good pre-show. So Yeah. But uh, who do you got winning this uh, this match, the the Bailey and Gresham match? I don't want to choose because I'm going to be the winner. (laughs) I think is going to win, I think. But if Gresham wins, eh, I'm great. If it's a DQ and nobody loses, great. (laughs) No, you're right. It's the the fan wins, you know, if anything. Um, The one thing that I did like check on earlier, I was curious about this. Um, Mike Bailey is four and two in career matches against Jonathan Gresham. The last time they faced was at GCW's Jersey Jacob last Mm -hmm. month. And Gresham, the last time he beat Mike Bailey was at GCW's Moment of Clarity event back on October 23rd. So, um, so the in singles matches are four, uh, Bailey's four and two. So, um, 
looking at this, I'm thinking Gresham is due for a win, you know, if they go, if you look at it that way. So uh, I'm curious, granted, this is, I believe they're, whew, this is going to be a good one. Las yeah. Vegas, man, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Gresham. That's, but Bailey has been on, it's, it's always hard like to pick against Mike Bailey. He's just so damn yeah. good. But, and it's also hard to pick against Jonathan Gresham because in the yeah. same thing, he's so damn good. That's why, I like, in situations like this, you know who wins? Me, the fan. Yeah, the I fan win because this is going to be great. Again, I don't care if it's DQ. Because even if it's DQ, I know for a solid 15 minutes, I'm good in a good-ass match. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like, this is one of those things where the fan wins. And um, that's the way – that's the best way to look at it. That's – I mean yeah. – there's certain matches where the fan wins. Like, and, and this, is one, of them. this <laughs> is one of them. I mean, that's how I felt before even like the Kenny Omega uh, Will Osprey match. It. Yes. Like I'm like whoever I'm. I don't know who's gonna win. I figured like at that time before the match started, I figured that Will Osprey was gonna win. But I mm-hmm. that was because I just figured that was just gonna be a one and done. But it's obviously not now. So, but I figured we were all winning that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But there's just certain matches you get that with. So, anyways, um, yeah, we we both split there. But again, we all win. Yeah, uh, we all win. <laughs> Diana Perazzo versus Giselle Shaw. Um, we both talked earlier how Giselle's on fire. Uh, Diana Perazzo is always on fire. <laughs> um, I don't see. Ugh, man, this is a tough one. But I I gotta go with Diana. I just don't see her losing. Um, if she does, it's because of. Uh, uh, outside, like interference or something. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I don't see Deanna losing this. I see this be a good match, but if Giselle wins, shenanigans. It's because yeah. some shenanigans happen because Jay Vidal is going to be with her. But even then, Deanna Perazzo is one of those competitors that could take on like four people at the same time and still tap you out in the ring. So yeah. I don't know. I'm saying Deanna, but if Giselle wins, it's because of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have uh, starting off the show, or well, this is starting the main card at least. Mm-hmm. Frankie Kazarian taking on uh, the de- designs uh, con, or yeah, um, Frankie Frankie Kazarian uh, is going to get this victory. This is <laughs> this is easy for me to say. Uh, that's a reason they're putting him against him mm-hmm. uh, because they're already showing like some of the of the design's flaws already. So you got to go with Frankie, I think, here. Um, I wasn't sure about this one, and I want to hear your reasoning first because my initial thought was, well, it could be Khan because Frankie going to come out by himself and Khan is going to come out with the design. Clearly shenanigans. After tonight, it's like, but how much shenanigans? You straight up left Sammy Callahan, but Khan isn't on the chopping block. I do think Frankie Kazarian could win outright, but Khan, unlike Angels, hasn't lost since one of the design, I don't think. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to piggyback with you. I'm going to say Kazarian, but I, I, my initial thought, again, was going to be Khan because the design will do anything to win except help Sammy Callahan. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. So I just, yeah, part of me is just like, I, I think bringing in Frankie Kazarian um, would I think it would just be beneficial for him to get the victory here, especially yeah. with the the way things are going for the design right now. 
the one match that I know a lot of people are looking forward to, and I am too, is the Bullet Club, Kenta, and Ace Austin, along with Chris Bay, taking on Time Machines, Kushida, Chris Saban, and Alex Shelley. Um, <sighs> we the another, fans win again. Yeah, this is another one. Where it's just like, take the money. Thank you. Here you go, Mr. Demore. Uh, Thanks, I hope Scott. you had a good. I hope you had a good time with your son last weekend. Type. Thank you, Mister Demore. You know, <laughs> it seems as you got your son sick that yeah, he couldn't show up yeah. to work two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, this match, man. I think Bullet Club's going to win because you said it earlier. They mm-hmm. worked that uh, because of Gresham and Bailey working that arm earlier. I think, and plus, I think Bullet Club needs the victory. Uh, oh yeah, Kenta just won that title last week, so I think this is a good way to get Ace Austin and Chris Bay back on the the good side or on the winning side of things. I think this is the way you go. I think that Kenta is one of those talents that you don't just say we're using Kenta for free. Kenta yeah. and even um, Kushida, but Kushida's been back for a minute. He's been winning. So if Kushida loses, that's not terrible. That's not terrible at all. He's been here. But Kenta, that, again, we are the winners. I see Bullet Club winning. The way out is that these guys got worked over the night before. Why did you wrestle the night before? Uh, uh, Bullet Club now goes to management, has a stronger claim for we want a one-on-one tag team title because we would have lost if it wasn't for the major haters, (laughs) according to Chris Bay. So I definitely see um, Bullet Club winning this. And somebody going to sleep, and I can't wait to see that from Kenta. Oh, I've only yeah. seen it twice, and I can't wait to see it a third time in real time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship, the Death Dolls, Jessica and Taya Valkyrie, who are going to be hanging out with Rosemary, taking on the Hex, Allison Kay, and Marty Bell. Uh, Death Dolls are going to retain this title. I agree. I agree. I just, I I have a complaint about Impact, and I hate complaining about Impact. I just feel like their tag, their women's tag team roster, something something's gotta give because it's Death Dolls and now the Hex and yeah, like that division. You have a ton of great women, but I feel like you can't just have a tag team go against your tag. It's the same problem that I see in WWE as well. You have your tag champions. That's it. Maybe one other team or Franken team. They beat them or whatever it is, and the other team breaks up or the other team goes off into the ethos. And even if Allison K, I mean, even if the Hex loses, there's not anyone for them to say, well, I want a rematch, so let me claw my way back, which is kind of frustrating considering how deep the roster is. And especially since they just broke up Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans and Killer Kelly Taylor Wilde. Like that would have been what four tag teams already. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I like it. I, I think this is gonna be a good match, but it's like, okay, where do you what do you do now? What do you do now? What do you do now? I think it'd be a real gag if Death Dolls lose. Uh, Father Mitchell comes to take back Jessica to turn her back into havoc or whatever it is. But again, my complaint boils down to okay, if they win, okay, what now? There's no other. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on, you have the Impact Digital Media Championship dot combat match between Joe Hendry and Moose, and I believe a Joe Hendry. Um, I do too. I think you have to give him this victory. He's. The reason why is he's one of your most popular. He's one of your most popular wrestlers right now in Impact. People are talking about him, um, and you have to keep that 
you have to keep that rolling. You have to keep the person that people are talking about. Um, I mean, I, I always love talking about the wrestling side of the, or the business side of wrestling. And uh-huh. he's one of those guys that brings a lot of uh, social media looks uh, to impact. So he's somebody that you need to keep that ball rolling with. Moose is one of those guys that can take a loss and he'll be fine. Oh yeah. So I think this is, I think this is okay. I think Joe Henry should get this victory and move on. I even think there's going to be shenanigans with, um, not Brian Myers. Uh, uh, oh my God. Right. Matt Cardona. Yes. Cause I wanted to say Zach Ryder. He notoriously said, who the fuck is that? So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can absolutely see Matt Cardona interfere, especially after the last time when they had him change in the parking lot. But even then I see Joe Henry retaining. I see shenanigans, Joe Henry retaining and another music video about Moose. I mean, that's going to be yeah. my match of the night just cause I'm going to be laughing the whole time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you know what's funny is like what I would love to see Joe Hendry like get away with it from Matt Cardona is just like give him an action figure because you know Matt Cardona would just like let it go. Like just like something that like like he's like, I'm I'm gonna do this. He's like, what if I give you this? And then Matt Cardona's like, All right, you're good. You can pass. So like something like hey, look at him like I hate you, but I've been looking for this. But I hate you, you, but I've been looking for this. I I can see that. And then he just next thing you know, and he picks up his cell phone and he's like, yes, honey, I took care of it. Well, no, I didn't really take care of business, but I got this, you know? <laughs> like, and that leads between him and Moose having a program. Moose is like, how did you forgive this piece of crap? He's ruined our life. He's like, you see his action figure? He's like, he wrote yeah. a song about you doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love it. I mean, I would, that would make my, that would make the whole show worth it right there for me. Just, I 10 love out it. of 10, yes. Uh, but I, yeah, we, it sounds like we both have Joe Henry winning this. Yes. Um, moving on to the Impact World Championship number one contenders four way match. You have PCO taking on Brian Myers, Heath, and Steve Macklin. This is another one. Steve Macklin yeah. going all the way. I think they even just showed you tonight. <laughs> they gave it away tonight what was going to happen. Uh, Steve Macklin is going to get this victory and uh, he's going to move on. I think there will be a visual conflict where it looks like it's going to be PCO and Eddie Edwards comes out to interfere, but 4,000, I listen, God could come down and slap someone and Steve Macklin would still win. That's how I feel. Like if Steve Macklin doesn't win at this point, (laughs) impact rest will get burned to the ground by Steve Macklin. (laughs) God God would come down. He's like, Hey, my favorite champion is uh, Miro, but (laughs) Like, yeah, and Steve Macklin would pin me around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, speaking of that, I miss Miro. Uh, anyways, so, I mean, that's, I think that's the easiest one to predict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Impact Knockouts World Championship, we talked about this one earlier. Um, I like I like where you went with this. Um, but I still think Masha's going to win this. I, I just really do. Um, but I can completely see where you're coming from with Mickey James. Mm-hmm. I think Masha this. wins this too. No, okay. I agree with you there. I just say, like, if Mickey does win, it's because of some shenanigans, like some deep shenanigans. Because even then, because like we've seen Masha mad, but can you imagine Masha losing to someone who she thinks she should have won against for some shenanigans? But even then, it's like, what shenanigans? The only person who would come out and do anything, maybe Bully Ray, 
But that would be Bully Ray trying to help Masha. But even then, Bully Ray doesn't have any need to help Masha. So uh, there has some somebody making it their Impact debut. What is Soraya doing in the Impact Zone? I don't know. Like <laughs> something something's gotta give because I don't I don't see Mickey James. I see Mickey James getting torn limb from limb, and I Ooh. and I don't like to say that. And I like Mickey James, but that's you know that's the way you can get Mercedes involved. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Yeah, the internet would. The internet would collapse on itself. Oh. Imagine, imagine Mercedes Monet in the impact zone. Oh, oh God! I I would spontaneously combust yeah. because that means on Thursdays I get to. Yeah. Then I get then I get another call. Rob, we need you. Crest is gone. <laughs> Crest the red off into the sunset yeah. because she's so excited that she gets to watch yeah. it on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do a Thanos thing. We'll click her. We'll click. We'll just snap her thumbs and she'll be back next week. So. All right. Uh, damn, that would be something. I don't, I mean, that's me wishing mm-hmm. in one hand, but I don't see that. Um, so, yeah, the uh, next, the main event, going to the main event, Josh Alexander defending his title against Mr. Rich Swan. Um, I just don't see Rich winning this. I think we're going to see Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin. Um, I think that's the way they've been wanting to go. I think that's the way they need to go. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I like Rich Swan. I really do. And Rich Swan is one of those baby faces where he's like, please believe me. And we're like, yes. But when it, I see him go, I've seen the last couple of title defenses Josh Alexander has. And every time Rich Swan cuts a promo, all I hear is Vince McMahon's music in the background. No chance. <laughs> that's what you got. And it's yeah. like, damn. Damn, Josh Alexander is like he's really on a tear, and I want Rich Swan to win. But if you win, Rich Swan, Steve Macklin is literally gonna murder you afterwards. You gonna go the way of Eric Young because Rich, because <laughs> Steve Macklin has had it. Yeah, that's, there's it's no a, way. Yeah, if they did that, that's just like a like a trans like a transitional champion right there. So, I mean, We're that's gonna hear a bestial scream from the background from Steve Macklin screaming in the back when he sees Rich Swan yeah. pin is like. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it was yeah, you hear a lot of screaming for sure. I could see that. <laughs> Just see a pissed off Steve Macklin. And that's that's something you don't I can tell that's something I would not want to see in person. Like, oh no, absolutely not. There's certain people like you're just like, I like he's like eh, he's not serious. But Steve Macklin, you just can't tell he is that like that kind of look where you're just like, I can't tell if he's acting or not, but I don't want to find out. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to fuck around and find out. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah that's, yeah. that's one of those people you don't want to, you do that with. Don't want to fuck around to find out with. Nope. I'll pass. <laughs> what we call a negative ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. Like no matter what, I'm the one taking the net loss here. So you know what you <laughs> got it, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It was a good run. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's No Surrender tomorrow night. And after the show, you can catch the post-show with Cresta, who will be here. Hopefully, Joel Pearl will be, will be back. Hopefully, he's feeling a lot better, and he can do that. And Stephen Jensen of Fightful and Fightful Overbook, or Fightful, yeah, Overbook and Fightful Select will be here for that. I'm just going to make sure we don't have any uh, Humper Chats before we head out. Um, we do not. But... Um, Anything else you want to say, Cresta, before we as we wrap up this show? Um, Impact Wrestling. I cannot wait for tomorrow. I think this is gonna be a good card. 
I feel like there might be a surprise, uh, maybe a surprise debut tomorrow. I feel like there's going to be a big old surprise, and I can't wait for that. Well, how are you so. feeling about tomorrow and everything? I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to watch it live because I'm going to be on uh, babysitting duty uh, for my niece. But um, so I'll be having my I'll be having my own uh, impact zone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm gonna, I'll be dealing with Steve Macklin in a different way. Um, no, it'll be okay. Uh, as long as it doesn't turn into a, a, a crazy Steve <laughs> match, uh, we'll be we'll be fine. No, it's, it'll be fine. I'll I'll watch it later tomorrow night. So um, that's. I'm excited to watch it though. I, I will. I'm excited to watch. It's going to be good stuff, but um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a great show. I love Friday wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, I know I'm at home. So <laughs> uh, usually tomorrow night's a, a, an exception. And mm-hmm. so it is what it is, but I'm, I'm going to be happy because I know I get to watch wrestling and, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Guys, you can find me anywhere you can type Crest Star on the internet. Mondays and Wednesdays, I am live on twitch.tv slash Crest Star, where we go over Monday Night Raw and AEW. I don't play the video because I don't want to get copyright struck. Thursdays, I'm here with Joe Pearl and or Rob Wilkins <laughs> and or Sean Rossap and or Jimmy. Who, whoever's here, I'm here. We talk about Impact. And on Friday sometimes, like tomorrow, <clears throat> we talk about Impact Wrestling um, pay-per-views. Saturdays, um, I do gaming gone weird, but this Saturday might be my last Saturday, so I'm very sad about that. So definitely tune in at 1 p.m. Can't wait to see you guys there. We're celebrating Black History Month. We're talking about weird games, weird Black history, and it only gets better with you. Rob Wilkins, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rob Wilkins. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram at Fightful Rob. And then on Fridays at 3 o'clock on Fightful Overbooked, I host a show with Maggie called Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. And on Fridays at 5 o'clock Eastern, we have a show called Coexisting After Dark where we interview different people, uh, regarding, like usually in the wrestling media uh, type area. This week, we actually have Joel Pearl. We interviewed him before the food poisoning. Um, hopefully, we weren't responsible for the poisoning. Uh, you guys poisoned my partner. Yeah, yeah. Y'all do days poison I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I want to I work with Crest again. Here we go. Let's see what I can do. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but the, yeah, that was before. So, um, we recorded that yesterday, but we enjoyed, we had a good time doing that. But yeah, every Friday at five o'clock, that's on Fightful Select called Coexisting After Dark. And then um, I think this Saturday, I'm going to be on True Hill Heat at, at 11 this month. So. Have fun. That I did that with them um, a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. that was a mess in the best way. True yeah. Heat is a lot of fun. Shout out to True Hill Heat. That's a yeah. lot of fun. I love, I love those guys, SP3 and Romeo. and It's, it's going to be a good time. I like those guys. But yeah, so tomorrow, you'll both see us on Fightful Podcast one way or another, our Fightful YouTube channels one way or another. But guys, we want to say thank you very much. We hope you had a good time. And knock on wood, Joel Pearl will be back next week. And we hope he's feeling better. And we want to say thank you for tuning in today. And we hope you enjoyed Impact. And we hope you enjoyed No Surrender tomorrow night on Impact Plus. We will see you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Peace.